0: Again, my beautiful Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 237, and tonight it is day 11 of the countdown to Halloween Podathon. We are over the halfway mark in our 21 day march to the big night of nights. All Hallows Eve, Halloween. And of course, we're doing this as a fundraiser for New Alternatives, an organization in New York City that helps get homeless LGBT kids, one of the most vulnerable populations we have out there right now, off the streets, not just for tonight, but for good. But, it's a solo show tonight. It's just you and it's just me. We've had a couple of these this week and when I was putting the schedule together, a lot of it was kind of arbitrary. I was throwing things together with a kind of a plan in mind and there were a couple of TBA dates that I just wasn't sure what was going to happen with them and I figured it's best to keep some flexibility and this is actually all timing out nicely. Because now It being Saturday night right now, and this is, you know, how I spend my Saturday nights and all of my nights now. Sitting in front of my computer, getting stuff ready for you, and having a Red's Wicked Ale because I'm trash. Mmm, but so delicious. And what this affords me, it gives me some time to play catch-up with what's coming. These episodes are easier. Because I don't have as much editing to do. I'm not pulling sound clips. I don't have to run it through Reaper as intensely as I do the the guest episodes. Reaper being the mastering system that I've been using lately to make things sound better. And so, it's a little mini vacation for my brain and my body and my back and for you. Because I'm going to spare you the stats today. I'm going to spare you the hardcore pitch to help out new alternatives you know what we're doing guys right and you know what you need to do at this point I need you to go to http colon slash slash org slash sq and donate I'm asking for $21 if you don't have $21 whatever you have That's cool. If you want to give more than $21, that's fantastic. Get it in. I know you will. I know you will. That's cool. But my brain, my body, my soul needs a bit of a night off. But I don't get a night off. So, we're going to play a little catch up. First of all, we haven't done this in what feels... Like a really, really long time. So let's do it right now. It's time for Smoochie Walgie, out da da da. What's going on with that cat? Well, Smoochie is doing okay. She has been surprisingly good through this whole process. You know, a lot of times when I have guests on, I'll have to leave the microphone for a while while I go deal. With whatever problems she's having, that didn't happen in any of the guest recordings that I've done. Which is cool. The problem being, though, is that the last vet visit she had, she topped out at 35 pounds. And that's me. That's my fault. That's me with my headaches and me not feeling well and me dealing with all this editing stuff. I've got so much to do and so little patience that when she acts up, I'll give her whatever she wants. And she knows that now. And now she's 35 pounds. And I'm trying to get her down. We came up with a weight loss plan, the doctor and I. And of course, two things happened. A, the food that we built it around, this this cool food, uh, line of food from Waruba, called you know, BFF, Beth Feline Friend, they discontinued that, which was fine because she stopped eating it anyway. So now I'm trying to find new food for her that's going to be lesser calories and better for her, and it's just been rough. She doesn't want to play anymore. She's too fat to play. She doesn't respond well to puzzles, and all she wants to do is eat treats. And when the pot is over and I can focus on her again, I will be doing my best to get her down because it hasn't, it's not okay. It's not okay. I'm killing my kitty, and that's not okay. But that was a depressing smoochy watch. And we're not going to be depressing. But what are we going to talk about tonight, Patrick? Well, I'm going to steal a little bit from Frogay the 13th. Now, they haven't been on the show yet, and I love these guys. Well, one of my favorite little bits is their segment called, What you been watching, bitch? Well, they talk about what they've been watching, bitch. And oddly enough, it's always the, the Great British Bake Off. I haven't been watching that I've already tapped out on the Great British Bake Off. So I'm not channeling the Friday the 13th boys on this count. Andrew, I know, is going, it's not me. I'm not the one who watches the Great British Bake Off. I know, Andrew. I know it's not you. We all know who it is, but I'm not going to say his name because it'll be like Candyman. He'll show up with a soggy bottom and it'll all be... <laughs> that was meaner than i intended it to be and i didn't intend it to be mean i didn't intend it to be mean at all no so the thing is i can't watch anything right now i'm having a real hard time focusing like when like if anything's more than a half an hour or an hour after that amount of time my brain starts to guilt me into going you need to be working you need to be working on the potathon." What can we do with the pod What are we going to do with this episode? How are we going to get this guest? How are we going to fix this? Because there's a couple of things coming up that, oh boy, need some fixing. I'll get it done. But, man, lots of work ahead. So, it's been difficult for me to sit down and watch something from start to finish. Like The Haunting of Hill House, I started watching. Because, as you know, when it comes to Mike Flanagan, I'm his number one fan again. You're welcome. But I got to the set and you know it took me a while to adjust to the fact that it's not actually the story of the Haunting of Hill House as written by Shirley Jackson. It's an adaptation of it and really a revisionary thing of it. Okay, that's fine. It took me a while to adapt to that, but once I adapted to that, in the second episode, they introduced newborn baby kittens that have been abandoned. And I know it's a horror story. And the dog always dies. And the dog in this case is a bunch of kittens. I know they're going to die, and I can't handle that right now. I can't handle it. So I had to stop that shit right there and say, I'm going to have to come back to you when I'm not constantly on the verge of an emotional breakdown. I'm not at the moment, but most of the time I'm, I'm touch and go during this whole process. So yeah, I hear it's great, but I'm stuck for a while. I cannot progress past this kitten point because I just can't. I can't. I can't. Maybe I'll just skip the rest of the episode. I don't know. Just write it right... I don't know. Whatever. Because I know these kittens are doomed. It's actually been confirmed by somebody else because I had to ask... Like, Do the kittens die? Because I can't continue watching it until I find out if the kittens die. So I know they're going to die. And I just don't want to deal with that right now. I'll just be too sad. What else am I watching? Big Mouth is always great in times like this. I love that the new characters... The new characters are fantastic. The new ph- phantasmic characters. And I love the Shame Wizard... Because the Shame Wizard, I know it's not him, but there's something about the voice that reminds me of David Warner. You know, David Warner, brilliant character, actor, and you know, the one that me and Ann Bobby, you know, the glorious Ann Bobby, idolized from the movie Time After Time, where he played Jack the Ripper. And so I'm just picturing Jack the Ripper saying these lines on Big Mouth, singing the Shame, Shame, and all they want to. And it's great. It's great. I love that show. It's good. What else am I watching? Totally non genre related. I continue to weep every episode of Call the Midwife. Why do I love this show about birth and babies? I don't know. I don't know. But for genre fans, we've got Jenny Augerter in it. Jenny Augerter, who was the uh, girlfriend in American Werewolf in London, she was in, what was it, Logan's, not Logan, was he in Logan's run? Yeah, but in Echoes, the movie Echoes back in the day, brilliant British actress, and she's radiant as an anonymous, and I love it. I don't know why. Every time a baby gets birthed, I'm crying like an idiot, going, How do any of us survive? We're so tiny and fragile and completely dependent on this person who just expelled us from our body. Like we had this nice, cozy, warm universe, and we have been completely ripped into an alien world that expected to function? Are you crazy? How we all don't get flushed down the toilet is beyond me. But that's neither here nor there. What else do I watch? I watch Unreal. Catching up with Unreal on Lifetime. I have to go with that a little bits and spurts too because it's so deliciously mean-spirited that after a while I do get depressed. If you know what I'm talking about, it's a fictionalized story about the -the behind-the-scenes world of a reality dating show. And apparently it was so real that the people at The Bachelor sued... And it really shows you how unreal reality TV show is because you know, the, pe- the people who made the show have worked in the genre. They know the game. And when you see how the game is played, you go, this all makes sense. This is how it, the, game, the show is actually about people playing chess behind the scenes with the pawns, i.e. the people on the TV screen. And that makes it all really creepy. And unpleasant, but I love it. Wonderful, strong women characters who own their bitchhood and use it like a weapon in the best possible way. I love it. Great stuff. But man, is it mean. But Patrick, have you been watching any horror movies? What do you want from me? I'm giving you a goddamn horror movie a day. There's only so much a man's brain can take. But no, I did get to see Halloween yesterday, the new one. I'm not talking about it. You're going to have to make your own decisions. Sorry. The only thing I want to say about it is that I was bummed that the projector went wonko in the middle of it. So I missed about 10 minutes. They didn't go back and fill us in on what we missed. So there was a huge hole in the story. So I guess I'll just have to go back and see it again. Although I did appreciate the fact that the inciting incident that started everything bad was caused by podcasters. I said, yeah, that rings right. We're horrible people and we'll do anything. We'll do anything. We'll cause the slaughter of dozens of innocent people just to get a goddamn episode out. Am I right, podcasters? Of course I'm right. The only thing that I will say, it did not prove or disprove anything I said in my episode about the original Halloween, but what it brought back from the original, something I forgot to talk about, was that delicious sense of dread. That The original Halloween almost isn't a horror movie. It's a dread movie. You're not afraid of knife in person. You're just afraid of what's coming. What is he going to do? And that's a completely different emotion, and it's a delicious one. And there's a lot more of that in this new movie than there was in any of the sequels or the goddamn remakes but we're not talking about them. But, I have chosen to talk about two movies today. Both of them are available on streaming. One is available on Netflix, and the other is available on Shudder. And, I picked them because they have almost the same title. And the movies I picked are Terrifier and Terrified. We'll start with Terrifier. But, since I mentioned that Smoochie has been behaving herself while I've been recording with guests, I just heard her start crying in the other room. So I have to go check on her and see what's up with Smoochie. So we might have to have Smoochie watch too. Smoochie watch, what's going on with that cat again? Please hold, I'll be right back. Okay, that wasn't too much of a crisis. She's still hungry. She, I'm still trying to find new food for her, so she tuned her, turned her nose up at the first food. So I have to try another one. And also I have to put pumpkin and everything for her now because that will fill her stomach and make her eat less And it's low calories. And it's always a kind of a guess on the ratio of pumpkin to cat food. But you know what? You don't care. You don't care. He's like, well, I thought you were going to talk about Terrifier. We are. Calm the hell down. Now, Terrifier, there's been a lot of buzz about it. It's been produced by, I think, Dread Central. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, uh, Dread Central, and it's Art the Clown's big solo breakout movie. Now, I met Art the Clown in the movie All Hallows' Eve. Not in person. I just mean the – that was how I was – I stumbled across that movie, and it's a very low-budget anthology movie, and a bunch of movies came out around the same time, all called All Hallows' Eve, so make sure to look for the one with the creepy clown on the cover. And even though – It works in some points and it doesn't work in other points and some of it is clearly like the segment in the middle was clearly a student you know a student film that you know they did ages ago and it's been kind of hammered into the movie because the special effects in that are like oh boy but overall everything involving Art the Clown was terrifying and the rap story was extremely disturbing you know a girl babysitting on Halloween with two kids they find this mysterious VHS tape at the door and when they watch it it's the stories you see but then Art the Clown is somehow coming through the TV Samara style and the movie ends with him kind of doing the same thing to your TV and I found it incredibly creepy the character is frightening and in this he's there In all his glory, you know, it's a silent character doing their best, you know, Doug Jones, physicality things, you know, mime-ish type things, and wonderful silent communication, but I was surprised that they downgraded him. What does that mean? Well, in All Hallows' Eve, Art the Clown has clearly supernatural powers. He can send people to a demon dimension. And in another segment, you know, a girl is trying to get away from him in the car and he keeps showing up, you know, every, you know, on the side of the road, like every couple of miles, like up, oh, there I am again, there I am again, there I am again. That you can't get away from Art the Clown because Art the Clown is not of this earth. But here, he's just another slasher. And at the beginning of the movie, you even see him get ready. You know, you don't see his face, but you see somebody putting on the clown makeup and the clown outfit. So I said, Art the Clown is not always Art the Clown. Which means he's not a supernatural demonic being, maybe. Here's the thing. Um, Okay, Let let me start with this. The story is, you know, it's Halloween night. And two girls are coming home from a night of Halloween fun in their outfits, you know, they're a little bit drunk, it's a little bit too late, and the neighborhood is a little bit not so nice, and they have car trouble, and they encounter this creepy clown dude, and this scenario is one that does always creep me out, there is something about when something goes wrong when the party's over. You know, when you're going home from a party and it's 4 o'clock in the morning and you get a flat tire on the side of a country road somewhere, there's something extra creepy about that for me. And I don't know why that is. And that tapped into this for me. And especially now you've got two girls being threatened by some dude. That tapped into something creepy. And it's action-packed. The special effects are gross. If you want gore, this is your movie. But I realized halfway through, this isn't my kind of movie anymore. Months upon a time, I would have been all up in this business. But now, what I saw this was this once powerful supernatural being now resorting to being your run-of-the-mill slasher. Granted, meaner than usual. You're meaner than your average slasher. But the male characters, they die horribly, yes, but they die fairly quickly. Whereas the female characters are all terrorized at length for a very long time, have prolonged agonizing deaths, and those deaths almost always involve genital mutilation, or breast mutilation, or both. And it's 2018. I can't not see this stuff anymore. This movie hated its women. And I've gotten to the point in my life where I don't want to see a girl hung topless upside down and then be sawed in half starting with her vagina, sewed in half vertically, not horizontally. I'm past that, especially when it's somebody I know. That actress, Katie Cochran, I've met her many times. We're both from New York. We run in similar circles. She's asked to be on the show several times. She normally does trauma uh, trauma, trauma stuff, which is why I haven't had her on, because I'm not a trauma fan. But she's a sweetheart of a girl, and to see her like that ripped a part of me out. And the only comparison I have is in Hostel 2, there was that scene with Heather Mentisaro from... Welcome to the dollhouse. I take Fiddler on the roof with her when she was a baby. She couldn't have been more than four, maybe five. And then to see her strung up on the ceiling, naked, with her breasts bound and dying the slow, horrible death, I had to stop the movie and I wept. I wept. And I didn't have that reaction here, but it was similar. It was just like That's Katie. Now, you won't have that reaction, but I've said this before. I think what was that movie? It was the Silent Night, Deadly Night remake. Well, I had to stop it after they stuffed the topless girl into a wood chipper because I said, I'm a bit old for this. Now, we know nothing about that girl. And you didn't earn that. And this movie didn't earn the genital. Mutilation of women over and over and over again. I, I had to actually stop it. I didn't finish it. And that's unfortunately where I am. It's like I'm doing so much right now. And to be talking about saving kids one day and then watching girls getting carved up like that, just it doesn't gel in my brain. So I did have to stop and put it aside. Maybe it redeems itself in the last reel. Like I said, the acting here is good too. Like Katie's always great. She's charming. She's the goofy sidekick girl who you know is going to get you in trouble, but you also have to take care of because you'll feel guilty if you don't. And Jenna Connell who was making her second appearance on the Pot of thought today. Jenna Connell was also in the Bye Bye Man. She was one of the characters, the actors who fared better. She was the psychic girl who, you know, walked in front of the train. Granted, Her character was an idiot, but she was decent in it and she's quite good here. But I just... I mean I know it's the horror industry and I know we play on our fears but there's a fine line between horror and straight up misogyny and that's always been part of the genre and maybe it doesn't have to be anymore. Yeah, there is a way to do stuff like this now. And this wasn't it. If I was 17, I would have been all over this movie. So if you're younger and you know you're into the gore, you're going to get it here, but I'm kind of past that. Now I've I <laughs> Not that I'm better than it, it's just that I've seen too much, like, real shit in life that this kind of thing doesn't tickle my funny bone anymore, or my fun bone, or my bone. Please leave my bone. I was just talking about genital mutilation, and now you're thinking about my bone. Stop it! On the flip side of things is an Argentinian film that listener Trey, who's coming up on the pod uh, his his soon with his, his partner in crime that he's never actually met, Doug Shapiro to talk about Wallace and Gromit's Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Trey tipped me off to this movie, a movie called Terrified. And I figure this is a good time to tip off a good ghost story like Terrified because it's going to get lost or confused with Terrifier. Now, in this story, okay, a woman is beaten to death savagely. ...by unseen forces. Meanwhile, a little boy gets hit by a bus in the street... ...and then four days after his funeral, he comes home... ...to ask his mother for a bowl of cereal. And a man disappears... ...after finding a horrible naked entity... ...hiding under his bed... This is not an anthology story. All these things are very strange and they seem very disparate except for the fact they're all happening next door to each other. We have a little slice of suburbia which is haunted as fuck. We have a bunch of paranormal investigators who are all investigating separate things, are all shocked to find themselves, hey, what are we all doing in the same neighborhood? They team up and they try to figure out what's going on. And of course, things do not go well. I don't want to say too much about Terrified. Because, is it brilliant? No. Is it a fun, imaginative romp? No. Is it imaginative? Yes. Is it fun? No. It is exactly what it should be. This is how you do a movie that is joyless. That is without any mirth or levity whatsoever, but it doesn't lose you. That makes it better. This movie is unrelentingly grim. And it should be. The mood that it establishes is great, even if it doesn't all make sense, because you know what? It doesn't have to make sense. It's not making sense to the people that are there, who are stuck in the middle of it. And... There are parts that made my skin crawl in the best possible way. There is some questionable CGI up front, but don't let that throw you because as the movie goes on, the CGI is used significantly better to extremely effective levels is what I'm trying to say. So if you've got Shudder, and you've got Netflix. And you have to make a choice to watch either Terrifier or Terrified. I think you know which one I'm gonna tell you to watch. Watch both. By all means. Don't let my you know bad opinion poo-poo you on it. This is dead Terrifier is just not the kind of movie for me anymore. But it once was. Okay. Especially if you like or the special effects are Astounding! There is a decapitation in this that is jaw-dropping, considering that it's practically done. I was nauseated. Had I cared a lick about the character, it would have been even worse. Of course, then it might have been unwatchable. But there's that fine line. Hmm. There's a thought. There's a thought. I need to think about that while I drink my Red's Wicked Ale. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Here's another great reason. Why we needed a little one on one time so that I have a bit of a day off tomorrow. Remember how the other day I told you that the boys from the film flamers were my final girls and we were all happy because you know they were the final segment that I had to record for the Potathon with guests. And that we, I had my final girls on to talk about the final girls, and it was all great and cute. Actually, no, I lied. It turns out, no, they're not. Because I'm having filmmaker Troy Escamilla and actor Roger Connors on on Tuesday to talk about the Mike Mendez movie, The Grave Dancers. I had to reschedule this because Roger had an emergency. And had a death in a circle of friends on top of it. And then I completely forgot that I rescheduled it. So I'm recording that tomorrow too. On top of everything else. On top of catching up on Instagram. uh, Writing copy for some voiceovers for hopefully some celebrities will do for me. If I can, you know, know, get past their agents and their managers. That would be cool. And, And just, you know trying to keep everything in a nice, even keel from now on. You know, things were rocky at first here. And I don't mean Rocky Flintstone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, are you listening to My Dad Wrote a Porno? Oh, my God. The day I feared would arrive has finally come. The day Rocky Flintstone discovered butt stuff. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is both the terrifier that leaves me... (laughs) That is the terrifier that leaves me terrified that Rocky Flintstone has figured out butt stuff. Oh, no. He's going to ruin sex for me completely now. Oh, well. Oh, well. That was a random tangent. Sorry about that. Where was I? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Is there anything else we need to talk about right now? No. Uh, Check out Terrified on Shutter. Check out Terrified if you're. Uh, terif- no, sorry. Check out the Argentinian movie Terrified, the ghost story on Shudder. That is my recommendation to you. If you like gore with a huge mean streak, check out Terrifier. Actually, Maya Murphy, who was just on the show, she offered to get Art the Clown on the show do the potathon, and I'm kind of glad. I didn't have time for him because I don't know what to say to him because he gives a great performance in a movie that turned me off completely. But then again, it is a compliment to be a hit and shit, even though the movie's not shit. It was it, it was shit to me, but it won't be shit to you probably. Whatever. <laughs> Shut up, Patrick. What are the recommendations? I don't know. If you like babies being born and crying a lot, watch *Call the Good Wife*. You uh, call the maybe call the Good Wife. You know, no, don't call the Good Wife. That's combining two different shows. Holy shit! I've had two sips of this and I am drunk. Oh, God, I better have two more. If you're not watching Big Mouth, you should be doing that. If you like mean bitches who know how to play hard, by all means, check out Unreal. And be braver than me and watch The Haunting of Hill House. Because kitties, sad kitties make me sad. All right. I think it's going to wrap up the solo episode. This was a bit all over the place. But you know what? I need I need something unstructured for tonight. To just let my mind go where it needs to go with no real plan. Because I have been so wrapped up in minutia for so long that it feels good just to let that all go. And I let it all go all over you. Now put your change on the counter and go. I'm just kidding. No, actually, no, I do take your change. Do take your twenty one dollars and change. If you got it, head on over to HTTP colon slash slash fundraise.newalternatives.org. Nope. org slash SQ and make your donation. We're halfway there. We're gonna make it, I think, and that will make me happy. Nothing will make me happier than hitting my goal early. and Not having to scramble at the last minute begging people, please, please, please. No, no, no. I think we're gonna do it. But don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. If you've got it, give it now. Because you might not have it <laughs> when you want it. If you got it, if you got it, put it, I got nothing. I got nothing. Stop talking, Patrick. All right. What is happening tomorrow? I have no idea, as a matter of fact. Let's take a look at the schedule. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Tomorrow, since I just mentioned them, for episode, what, 11, 12? I don't know where we are. I guess it's at 12, I, I don't know. <laughs> For episode 12 of the Countdown to Potathon Marathon. It's Trey Dina Doug Shapiro, and we're going all British with Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were Rabbit. Because as you all know, Doug Shapiro is a huge Freddy Cat and can't watch anything scary. So we're going to be talking about that, and that'll be a nice little palate cleanser as well, don't you think? Too bad it's what's happening because it's on the schedule. See, I said it British because the movie's British, and there you go. Keep drinking, Patrick. Don't mind me. I think I will. Mm, 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 mm. So, until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers. Continue to make the world a creepier place, but let's make this Halloween a little less creepy for a bunch of homeless LGBT teenagers. Halloween's supposed to be scary. But not that kind of scary, right? It's supposed to be spooky, not scary. You know what I'm saying, of course, you know what I'm saying. And of course, never ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel, baby. And while you're there, enjoy a delicious Red's Wicked Ale. Mmm, 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 mmm. Appalicious. <laughs>